a stranger with a gun came upon two teens taking pictures under a rising full moon. But violence is only the beginning of this story. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are. And this is a big one. I'm Amy Donaldson, and I've spent my career talking about how lives are undone by violence. The Letter is a podcast about how lives are remade. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to the Music and Concert Show with Johnny Lightfoot and Trent Falcone. Hey there, it is the Music and Concert Show. Johnny Lightfoot, Trent Falcone. What up? That's right. It's a lot to talk about, Trent. We have, I don't even know how many concerts have happened since the last time we did one of these. It's been insane amount. It's it's just crazy. So much has happened. There's been deaths. There's been anniversary. I mean, man, there's so much going on. Yeah, I'm sorry. We missed a, uh, we missed a week. Uh, it was my fault, sort of. Well, too much, just too much going on. Not enough time, not the, enough days in the week and hours in the day. And, you know, this is uh, this is just for fun. So um, hey, everything else has to come first. As Jeff Goldblum says, life. Oh, he said life finds a way. I was going to say life gets in the way, but he said life finds a way, didn't he? So basically we were unable to do the show because of dinosaurs. Yes. Is what you're saying. Yes. Okay. There was a there was a meteor that, you know, hit hit us and we're still alive. Was it, though? What are you? Are you claiming? I don't oh, know. are you claiming conspiracy? Oh, know. wait a second! This could be a whole I new don't thing. Know. I I didn't really have time to. Uh, did you hear it? I didn't hear it. I did hear it. Uh, yeah, I, 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 no, I, I, let me take that back. I did not hear it. The person that lives at my place heard it. Yeah, she I, heard it, and I did not. And she was like, "Did you hear that?" I'm like, "It's probably just a truck." What time did it happen? Eight thirty in the morning. No, no, I was asleep. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I think it was a show day the night before. Yep. and I was out cold. So well. Speaking of dinosaurs, the meteor came. That whole theory is blown now because it just, you know, the meteor hit. Nothing happened. We're still here. Supposedly. We yeah. don't know. Yeah, it was a meteor. Anyway. I, I'm going with meteor because, well, this is my conspiracy theory. I've seen too many disaster movies to know that when a little one hits first, sure. it's because it's broken off from the big one that's sure. behind it. Somebody call Bruce Willis. Yes. We need the best deep core driller. Ben Affleck. Ooh, right. I think uh, Steve Buscemi and uh, Ben Affleck and uh, who else? Oh, uh, Billy Bob Thornton was involved in that. No, I, apparently I was uh, out cold. I was asleep, but uh, same thing. My household. They all heard it? Apparently. And it was so loud that they like, it startled them. Wow. They, they were outside and, uh, and uh, you know, they, they ducked. They ducked? Yeah. Like wow. it was, you know. Okay. So I, I must have really been getting some good sleep, I'll tell you that. Well, see, I heard uh, the, tra- the trajectory was actually over Morgan, Utah. Yeah, that's what I heard. And so uh, to think about Morgan, Utah, and then us hearing it and feeling it here. Sure. It's a shame it didn't hit <clears throat> in, uh, well, anyway. Sure. Let that go. Yes. Rock and roll, man. <laughs> What's been going on? But I got to tell you, Trent, I'm going to jump into some concert reviews with you because I went to the Rob Zombie Freak Show, and wow. There have been so many since we talked. What did we talk? We talked last, and it was the week of uh, Imagine, Imagine Dra- Dragons. Yeah, Imagine right. Dragons, correct. And that whole weekend. And uh, so, oh, go ahead. What was your take on Rob Zombie 
and Mudvayne. Well, let me let me start with one thing. This concert was rain delayed by a, a a big rain delay, and I just and there was people inside the venue, and they had to be evacuated out right. and then put back in. What a strange summer we're having for weather. Right? Oh, absolutely. But what I want to say is. There was a massive line of people outside to get into this venue once uh, the doors reopened. Massive. I mean, like, imagine all of you sauna filled was outside, you know. Maybe not that big, but it was big. And I really have to give props to the employees, the people who are running you sauna, and the people at security because we got in relatively quick and smooth. Other people got in. The concert started. Yes, the granted, <clears throat> Power Man 5000 opened the show. They played four songs, which I thought was really cool. Uh, Static X, next band, correct? Yes. They played about four or five songs uh, to get things back on time. Mudvayne, who co-headlined, they, they took a little bit to get on stage. But then, again, they're the co-headliner. And uh, Rob Zombie came out, played a 60-minute set, went over curfew, had to pay a fine, and what a good show he still put on. I mean, he even said, as the concert was going on, because there was a delay with him going on, because they started the show, and then there was like five minutes of nothing. They said they threw their stuff together so quick that they, they didn't get a chance to really tech it all properly, and they had some issues, but... They wanted to get out. They wanted to give the people the show that they had come to see, and they wanted to play as many songs as possible. Now, we talked about this uh, maybe last show or the show before. We talked about Setlist, right? Setlist yep. Op FM. When, when he started, I'm going to say, I was like, okay, I want to see what happens. What's he going to cut? What's he going to cut? So right. I looked at the Setlist. He ended up only cutting three, maybe four songs at most. Yeah, I mean, again, what a bizarre – it's been a bizarre summer for weather. It's been really strange. We, uh, we had, what, four shows with rain delays in the last eight days? Yeah. Four shows with rain delays. I mean, here's the problem. I don't want to get into it too much, but it's not the rain. It's the lightning. You are correct. Right? I'm, I've, I've heard, uh, again, we won't get into it, rain or shine. Yes, that's true. Rain or shine. Correct. Unless there's lightning. Within a certain amount, you know, certain, so many miles away from the venue, it's a, it changes the game. Now, I and, understand uh, the reason. Just explain to the listeners well, why again, that is. You know, I, I'm not, I, this isn't all that entertaining, and it's it gets into things, but it's lightning, right? I mean, we have to be we have to be safe. Well, there's a lot you of electrical stuff on stage. Sure, but I mean, we're talking about a big open amphitheater. Correct. Uh, with you know a lot of people in oh, a very right. uh, you know small space, relatively small space, with a lot of people packed in. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, we're not worried about rain. You and know, it's, it's not rain just... or shine. That's how it goes. However, if we start getting lightning within so many miles, we have to you know yeah. we, that's what we have to do. That's I mean you know I know there were some people that were irritated about whatever. It's like listen, mm. step back. You know, we have to be safe. We have to keep right. people safe, the staff safe, the artists safe. People have to be safe, you know? Right. And that's it's nobody's that's... fault. No, no. Nobody can no. control the weather, I'm sorry nope. to tell you, right? I nope. mean, we do the best we can do. And, it's for uh, everyone's safety, not just the artists, but also the people in the of venue. Of course. I it's mean, for everyone's safety. I don't have a problem with it. Yeah, it, it sucks being out there waiting in line going, oh, man, I wonder if this whole thing's going to get canceled or not. But it's for everybody's safety. 
Well, and again, we're not, you know, uh, th- this happens at RSL games. It happens anytime you're outside. Yeah, outdoor venues. Anytime you're outside, again, it is not a rain issue. We, If you get wet, you get wet. I've done many shows freezing to death in yeah. sleet and rain. I even had some snow at one of the USANA shows a couple of years back. I think it was sure. Godsmack. Yeah. It literally started snowing. It was the end of October. That's not the issue. Wear, wear a jacket, you know? Sorry. Yeah. There's, you're going to get wet. But uh, when it comes to lightning, it's, there's nothing you can do about it. You have, to be, you have to be safe. But, yeah, I have to give them uh, – I have to give them credit because, you know, it's an inconvenience for everybody. Sure. It is. It's a total that, inconvenience. We've, you know, we've talked, right? All of this stuff yeah, is timed of course. to the minute. From yeah. the time the doors open to the time the first band goes on, everything is mapped out to the second. And uh, when you get that kind of stuff, you know, it just, that's it. It derails the whole thing. You have to, yep. you just have to go back. You got to start over, essentially. And... What was the other one? Thomas Rhett was was that the next day that or was two the days? Next, no, I, that was the, the next, next night. Yeah. Also had a delay, and uh, we ended up, uh, or they ended up, you know, one one of the opening acts had to just drop completely mm-hmm. because, you know, you still have to mind curfew. There are some rules, oh, and yeah. and then you get into issues of we don't want to irritate, you know, the people that live near the venue and. Same, you know, same thing. The band, they have to get the trucks loaded sure. and out the door to the next city, yeah, right? They, they need to there's move, a schedule. They need to arrive yeah. at the next venue. They have and a show if, the next night usually, and yeah, they drive overnight. You don't have a lot of time to mess around. You don't have a lot of time to really uh, lose. And so when that happens, you just, you know, you have to do the best you can do, and you have to improvise. And uh, I will say, um, well, this started Imagine Dragons. There was chatter that it w- we were going to have to delay that, and luckily uh, it was just some light rain, mm-hmm. and it was a great show. I mean, unbelievable show. They they you know it was the tour opener. That was it was just amazing, um, very cool. Macklemore absolutely killed it. As you said, he, he was a lot of fun. Man, he was good. Uh, but that started the whole two week thing of like okay. Rain, 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 storm, <laughs> lightning, storm, storm, lightning, rain. And, uh, yeah, that one we dodged, and then Zombie we had to deal with, and Thomas Rhett we had to deal with. Uh, one Republic? One Republic. One Republic was the next night. Oh, Machine Gun Kelly. That's the other one we forgot about. Oh, right. That one we got away with. I, I can't even remember now. I'm confusing them. But um, Rob Zombie, I, I have to give him credit. I mean... It was a strange opening, right? Because it was, you know, shows generally are a lot more dramatic, right? And yeah, he has this little a, thing that yeah, plays. He has like it, a, a yeah. tape thing that plays, and it's it's this kind of commercially thing. And then it was just black for like well, yeah, they, five minutes, they, silence, they, checking the mics, you know. Yeah, they cut the house music, and it was, you know, again, I had a, I was in the front dealing with some stuff, but uh, oh, I'm sure. I have to say, I, I, I mean, he wasn't lying. They had these little platforms right in the front. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, that he would step up on little risers. And uh, he stepped up on one of them, and it moved. Like it hadn't been locked oh, boy. into place. And uh, he, he looked displeased, uh, to say the least. So somebody came around, you know, they ran out, and they, they messed with it. And then he ran on another one. Same thing happened. Oh, no. Um, 
But again, you know, that's the that's exactly it. You know, now you've lost an hour and a half. Yeah. And uh, you have to you have to hustle and you have to cut things and you have to hurry and you have to just, you know, it is what it is. But all in all, a great show. Uh, You sent me an interesting text. I did. Uh, What was your opinion of Mudvayne? (laughs) A co-headline. That's what a lot of people said to me. Why did they play so long? Because it's a co-headline. Yeah. That means both they are a co-headlining act. Yes. Yeah, they were. Right? They were. Absolutely. Um, my first impression was I thought they could have got to the stage quicker based on all of the circumstances of the day. I understand that they say we go on from a certain time. This is in our contract. We're doing that. But there is certain things still. It's kind of like, well, all right, let's kind of, you know, we can, we can work with you. That wasn't the big problem I had. The problem that I had was I listened to their music, right, before, and I was listening to it going, I know some of these songs. I know Happy. I know some of these other songs. They're actually really cool. He sounds really cool singing. But when he got on stage, he didn't sing a note. He cookie monstered the whole night, painted like a juggalo. Are you sure you're thinking of the right band? From Insane Clown Posse. No, no, no. I'm talking the stuff that you've listened to because they've always been pretty mad. I mean, I have no problem being mad. The first album, I I don't remember him singing a lot. Chad, what's his name? I don't know. Chad Juggalo. Well, I I mean, again, I'm I'm not remembering any real (laughs) melodic stuff. They've um, always been pretty metal. They're, that, they've always been pretty mad, from what I remember. Okay, fair. They That's sounded fair. like I remember them sounding. I remember when I played them. Unless there's two mud veins, I uh, I played because I played happy, and he even sang in happy. But yeah, then he did go into the the uh, happy, I'm possessed what? happy. You know, uh, I, the, I'm gonna have to dig that up. Happy, happy. is a song. Happy was the song they ended with. It was the last song they played, and uh, I was listening to it, like going down. Like my son and I were driving down and listening to it. He's like, "This is really cool," and and then when they came on, I was like, "What? Wow!" But that must have been later. But like I said, and I sent this to you in a text. Musically, they were awesome. Well, what's? uh, I mean, I know. I mean, I can't remember. When did the first record come out? 2000, probably? Yeah, mate. Yeah, it wasn't late 90s. It was probably early, early 2000s, if not 2000. The bass player is adored. He's I know. A, he's an amazing bass player. He's a great bass you player. You tell me. Is yeah. he one of the top metal bass players? Um, watching what he was doing and listening to what he does on the recordings, he was great. And the bass he was playing was a very expensive bass. It was not just sure. your run-of-the-mill. I mean, most guys show up with a Fender bass. He showed up with a Federa bass, which are seven to ten to $15,000 each bass, depending on which one you get. So your normal bass players don't buy those kind of instruments, right? So obviously he knows what he's doing. He's playing well. Uh, he played some really cool stuff. He sounded great. He's absolutely adored. Uh, guitar player was great. Drummer, like I said, musically they were awesome. I think he's like a he's a jazz fusion guy too. Like when he's not believe it, he's a he's a unbelievable bass player. Vocally, <clears throat> yeah. Well, respectfully, I'm going to say they did what they're supposed to do. No, they did. One hundred percent. That's what they people loved my, them. I don't remember happy. I remember the first record, <laughs> Dig. Yeah, is he? That's the song they opened with, right? And when the curtain dropped or the backdrop dropped, 
that scream. Oh, yeah. That just, that thing. That's what I remember them doing. <laughs> how'd, that, how'd that go? It was like Yeah, that's like pretty that. much how he sounded all to, night. trying to do it. You know, I'm trying to be quiet as I do it. But. And, and I'm not trying to bag on him by any stretch. You know, it, uh, it was cool. Maybe I'm just get off my lawn guy right now. But, well, uh, but again, I, I thought musically, totally awesome. Vocally, I was, I was a little let down. Maybe he was having a bad night and just decided to, uh, you know. Well, did you? Re- I, I didn't realize this until about uh, two hours into the show. Somebody had mentioned, I guess he fell. On this tour, he fell oh, really? on the barricade oh, no. and broke his rib, like several ribs. Really? But he didn't go to the doctor for like three weeks and finally went to the doctor and somebody had posted a video. <laughs> oh, no. And he stepped, he put his foot on the barricade and then there was, I, the way he explained it is there was a surge and the barricade shifted and he went down. Wow. I mean, you could, uh, it just made me tense up watching it so that you know that might have something oh. to do with it he's probably yeah, he's i think probably this was only pain. like a month ago well, yeah well, and sure i you know hurts. i don't know if you've done a lot of that vocal style no i, I have no and uh if you've got any kind of cold or any kind of congestion or any kind of I, i've not broken a rib but i got to assume a broken rib <laughs> okay that makes that difficult sure absolutely yeah, that makes that difficult so i will i will give him uh a bit of uh a laughter here because there was a shot of him on the jumbotron and he had just sneezed. I don't know if you saw this shot I did or not. not. No, he had just sneezed and then went right back to singing, <laughs> and he did not notice the massive snot that he had dangling, and I mean, well, dangling. Let's uh, <laughs> from let's, his nostrils. Let's be honest. How did you notice? Because it was on the jumbotron well, close know, up but shot but of for him. For those of you who don't know, he they wear makeup. Yes. And uh, it's not pretty makeup. He looks like the Joker, sort of. Yeah. And it's smeared all over his face. And then there's some blood for good measure. And I think he puts it all over his arms. Yeah. And uh, I mean, he he was a mess. He looked cool to me, I thought, but he was a mess. So good for you for noticing snot. Well, it's kind of hard. I didn't notice. It's kind of hard to miss when it's swinging Okay. From his nose. And then he goes up and grabs it off his nose oh, and wow. wipes it on his short. Well, or what was he wearing? He's wearing like overalls. Overalls, yeah. Yeah. Short hey, man, overalls. It's metal. Hey, you know what? That's, I got to give him credit for just keep going. You know? Oh, yeah, Most was... people would have been like completely embarrassed and left the stage. But nope, he, he kept going. and uh, There's no embarrassment in metal. Come on. Nope, nope. He kept screaming his heart out. No, it was uh, it was a great show. Considering the, the circumstances, it was entertaining. And again, Rob Zombie. Oh, man. Not the, my favorite time seeing him, but it was under you know, crappy circumstances. Well, I got to tell you, my son knew some of the songs, not all the songs, but he walked away saying that was amazing. Now he's Rob Zombie yeah. gained a fan in my 14 year old son just by seeing him in concert. He and, and, and I quote, he said, it's like a fever dream is what he said. You know, just all the videos and and eye candy going on behind him on those screens it was so amazing. And then, like for an on during the before they came back for the encore, he played the Monsters trailer. How yeah. cool was that? I I have to. I'm not going to lie to you. I was gone at that point, so I didn't <laughs> okay. see that. But, all right. Um, no, he's cool. He's just he's he cool. is cool. He. I mean, when you see him up close too. That's another one, man. He just, he looks like a zombie. 
Yes. There's something about, uh, you know, again, I've, I've done, I've seen the show uh, many times, but he just, that hair and the whole, he's wearing some sort of makeup. It's just oh, yeah. kind of white washed. Yep. I, you know, I can't quite figure out what he does, but he just, it's a character. He's great. And it's a character. He looks ominous. And I was really surprised. I didn't realize it till probably halfway through the second song, and I probably should have known this, but his guitar player was John Five. John Five. Oh, yeah. And virtuoso guitar player. Yeah. Crazy. Amazing. Crazy. And he didn't he, he showed off, but he didn't really get to show off what he does. But I get it. It's it's the band that he's playing for. He's playing certain songs that have a sound. He can't just go and shred over those. But what he played was awesome. Not a single bad note. Just killed it. Ran all over. Dressed the part. I mean, it was it was cool to see John Five. Uh, he's uh he's always yeah, he's been with them I think every time I've done the show, and he's also cool. You know, absolutely just also very the last time they came, I remember, I mean, he was frightening. John he, Five? Yeah. He, they, you know, it was obviously better circumstances, right? No weather delay. Sure. And this has been four or five years ago. I don't remember the exact opening, but I just remember that he, he had on this eerie skull kind of mask yeah. thing. And it he was came just, out in that. Yeah, he came out with. Were you there? I was there. He came out with it, and then he took it off. Yeah, but you didn't realize he took it off because his eyes were all black. Wow. I think he had the contacts. I mean, it was just like that's terrifying. And I think he. And came I'm a guy out. who likes this, and it's terrifying. He came out with the mask on this time too. So did the bass player. <clears throat> bass player so had I like a kind that. of a gas mask looking thing on. I and, saw that, but and I didn't sparkly see, outfit. I didn't see John Five with one, but he. You know, they're. It's a great show. Yeah, it was awesome. It's a great show. It was it's, really it's, awesome. Um, you know, again, the circumstance, the weather thing always sucks. It always sucks. It always makes everything, everybody's a little stressed. Everybody's mood changes. And unfortunately, you know, you can just, at least I can, it just, you can just kind of tell it's not, it's not as good of a vibe when, because again, it's, you know, it's a pain that they have to yeah. suddenly you know, we have to improvise and we have to cut things and you have to change things. And well, you're right. We're still great. Still I've been great in show. that situation uh, out on the road touring with Air Supply. We had outdoor venues that were not only rain delayed but canceled. Sure. And it's it's really because you got to remember the crew gets there. They they spend most of the day setting things up, getting things ready for the show. The band gets there. They sound check. They're excited as it's getting closer to the show date. The you know the adrenaline starts pumping and you're like, let's go. And then all of a sudden it's like, sure, brakes come on, and well, you've got to you know, wait. The other thing people don't realize, although if you've been to a show, you can see, right? There's a lot of equipment hanging oh, yeah. in the air. You Lights, know? The, PA, yeah, everything. There's speakers that are hanging above your head. And, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, God forbid, they're a bit, you know, it's pretty <laughs> rare, but there have been, a, you know, incidents where things fall down when the storm comes through yeah. you know and the wind kicks up it's terrifying you can't Absolutely. you just can't mess with that stuff you know every again everybody's disappointed my attitude is this we didn't have to you know at least they happened yeah at they, least the, the whole show could have been right? canceled i mean yeah. if you get some of those you know those windstorms and lightning you just that's it there's nope. no you can only delay for so long and then it's like oh, that's it i guess we have to reschedule it because well, I was, you got to be safe. I Like I said, I was shocked when I walked in and still saw Power Man 5000 set up. I thought, oh, I thought they would have got cut for sure. You know, but they didn't. They came on, played four songs, got off fast. They came out, they, they basically said, here's our hits, see ya. 
Oh yeah, it was, um, and it was cool. No, it was yeah, it was a, it was a very cool that they were able to. Um, I couldn't believe how many you know, like there were people that were straight up there to see them. I know, like. You know, I'm not saying that they don't deserve that. I'm just well. I no, mean, that was a stacked lineup. It was stacked, yeah. And there were some people in the front who straight up knew every line, knew every song. Yes. And uh, well, the was house very cool. The house came down when they played when worlds collide. Sure, of course, sure. But they played a lot of stuff off that first record they released, and and I was I was happy about that. I loved it. I loved listening to it. I was singing along. I was rocking out, and I was having a good time. So all right, so let's move on to the next day. Thomas Rhett. Was okay. it the next day? It was the next day? The next day. Did you go? I did not go. Are you a fan? Um, yes and no. Okay, I have. A little, and I probably shouldn't get into it on here, but I've had experiences with Thomas Rhett's managers. Uh, we did a show with them Ooh. at Country Fan Fest a few years ago. Who's we? Uh, I play with uh, a country artist. Okay. I'm just going to, who remains nameless at this point. Okay. But some stuff happened. It wasn't involved with us, <clears throat> but I saw his managers yell, kick, and scream, and shut power off to the stage. Hmm. on other bands performing. Hmm. And uh, I'm just going to leave it at that. So I like his music. I like some of his songs, but I did not go to that show. Okay. And it's So nothing... what do you think of his music? I like it. I think it's great. I think, you know, his, his hits are awesome. I'm not a, a deep fan of Thomas Rhett's, but I like what I have heard. Man, what is it? Slow Down Summer? Have you heard that one? Mm. Man, it was again. I'm also not not that deep on his catalog. Right. Um, I've done the show a few times, and I'm familiar with a, a few. He's one of those that I've not really ever gone too far into. Although I spent some time this last week. Man, it was. Yeah, and again, we we said hello. <laughs> one of the nice nice guy. Sure. And the flip side, his entire team couldn't have been nicer. That's great. They were lovely. See? Could not have been a nicer group of people. That's uh, awesome. I'm you know, glad to hear goes, that. Which goes back to, you know what, everybody has a bad day. Right. And that's what I was just going to say. You never know. The, the situation I saw could have just been a series of events that led to a bad day. But turning power off is not a great idea. Well, and again, another one, right? We had a delay. We had a weather delay. Yeah. And again, now I can't even keep it all straight because we've had so many in the last 10 days. But... It, we, I think that one we had to hold the doors so people were antsy. The opener was cut, but it was packed, sold out. Of Everybody course. got in when he, when he, by the time he was on. And man, it was again, man, there's uh, of all the show, every show is great, but there's something about the country crowds here. They just, I know. They just, it's a, it's next level. They want man. to party they, and uh, have a good time. But they're just, and they're just so happy. Right. I mean, not that everybody else isn't happy, but I'm just saying, like, their country crowds are just, I don't know, man. It's hard to explain. It's just, maybe it's because, the you know, like, metal fans are equally happy, but they're, the music's... They don't show it. Well, the music's a little <laughs> bit angry, right? right? Right. You know, it's, they're happy in their way. Well, you can tell that they're excited and they smile and all <laughs> that, but... You know, it's it's like there. It's an aggression. Aggression. It's aggressive music, right? Sure. So sure. it's a little bit. It's just got a different vibe. They're equally as excited. Uh, <laughs> but man, country music shows. They're. It's just like 
And it doesn't matter what day of the week it is. You know, it's like, you know, you know how you feel on Monday sure. or Tuesday? Like, uh, I don't know. Really? You do a country show. doesn't matter. You're happy. doesn't matter. They're elated. They're dancing. They're happy. Right. It is, they yahooing. escape from reality for however long a show is, two, four hours, whatever it may be. And then uh, and they forget about everything and they have a good time. No, he told a really cool story on stage. He said that he was in uh, – did he say – is he from – is he live in Nashville? I think it was Nashville, which wouldn't surprise me, I guess. Right, right. But he said he wanted to retire here and he was telling the story. In Utah. In Utah. And he was telling this – there's really no point to this story. I just – it stuck with me because he – here he is on stage at USANA playing to, you know, 19,000 fans. And uh, he was talking about that morning he was in Nashville and he took his one of his children to school. Oh, wow. And, you know, drove his other child to whatever. And he was, it was just kind of, it was one of his songs that's sort of, you know, I guess it's about his children and sure. he's a pretty, uh, I guess he's a pretty spiritual guy. I didn't know that. I he's, didn't know that. He's, okay. got a, he's got a lot of that stuff, but, uh, I don't know, man. He was just cool. He was just cool. So he drove his child in yeah, Nashville he was like to every, school and yeah, then came, and then and came to Utah. Into Utah yeah, yeah. And did the show. And nice. I don't know. Just, he just, it just made me go like, yeah, this dude's in just, he's just, you know, he's dad. That's cool. You know, when he woke up today. He, you know, he's packing a PB and J, right? In his, <laughs> in his, you know, I can't remember if it was a boy or a girl. He has four. I think he has four girls. Wow. Now that I'm saying that. Okay. How cool is that? You're like a rock star. But that morning, you were dad. He was dad. And then he had to go You're to work. driving in the carpool lane yep. at, the, at the school. Probably screaming at somebody. You know, no, probably <laughs> like, but you know, somebody was honking at him like, hey, Mr. Rhett, you're in the wrong lane. Right. We dropped the third graders off over there, <laughs> right? Like, I just had this, I just chuckled. I'm like, yeah. That sounded like an experience you've had in the past. Well, of course, man. Yeah. We've all been that guy. Of you course know, we when have. you go to the school and you screw up and you're in the, I mean, or whatever, just the fact that doesn't matter how cool you think you are, what you do for a living, what your doesn't matter. You know what? We all have to we all have to be that guy in the carpool lane. You know what's funny? His kids probably are like they could care less what he does. He at doesn't. Night. Yeah, that's my point. Yeah. He, he's telling this nice story about, you know, I think the song was something about Remember You Young, I think it's called, something, right? And so yeah. obviously about, you know, his kids growing up and it's like, man, how cool is this? He's just dad. They don't care. I love it. Like, hey, dad, I'll see you later. No, actually, I have a show tonight. Okay, cool. Yeah, whatever. And we, they don't care. Can I play Nintendo yeah. or watch a yeah, movie? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, great. I, that Nintendo, means I, listen I, to me. That means I can stay up later because you're not yeah, going to be You're home. not here. Yeah. I yeah, mom's just, a pushover. Yeah. Yeah. It, it was cool. I got it. All right. It I like cool. it. Great, well, great show. Trent, let's take a short break. Let's pay some bills. Uh, we come back. We still got more shows to talk about if we want. We've got... Uh, some music news we've got some passing of some great legendary artists we've got a major birthday that happened this week of a probably one of the greatest rock stars of all time not birthday sorry a major death anniversary of a major probably one of the biggest if not the biggest are we gonna go later since we missed a week we can yeah you want to do that well i mean you're gonna have to prompt me i can't remember what, what we've missed okay I'll take care of that. What other shows are we talking about? Oh, I'll let you know. Okay, cool. In Radio C. Trent, in radio, we call that a teaser. That's a teaser. That's a teaser. Got it. All right, we're going to just take a quick short break, pay some bills, and we'll be right back. A gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. 
And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Listening to the Music and Concert Show with Johnny Lightfoot and Trent Falcone. Welcome back in. It is the Music and Concert Show. As the big voice just said, I am Johnny Lightfoot. He is Trent Falcone. Hello. Hi. And we are the Music and Concert Show. We are just hanging out. We just uh, took a break. We spent almost 30 minutes just talking about Mudvayne and Rob Zombie and Thomas Rhett. I know. There's a combination. You wouldn't think of. No, no. And that barely touched, you know, barely scratched the surfaces of concerts we still have to talk about. Uh, Yeah. I mean, I still, I I feel like I'm forgetting something, but uh, Machine Gun Kelly. Yeah. And Willow at USANA. I don't remember the day. Last (laughs) whatever. Tuesday. Just happened. Whatever. Yeah. The day's running together, Trent? A rainy day. Yeah, they're running together. I'm not going to lie to you, man. That's why we missed a week. I, I know. I had too much going on. You were busy. And, of course, my voice decided to take a little vacation. Well, it's because you were screaming as the singer of Mudvayne. I know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Here we go. I saw it. I knew it was you. Okay. Here we go. Anyway, Machine Gun <laughs> Kelly, what are your thoughts? Polarizing figure, for sure polarizing figure you tell me what you think my first exposure to machine gun kelly was him playing tommy lee he in, did an awesome job, in the netflix by the way. movie the dirt and i awesome. was blown away how much he was like tommy, tommy lee, lee. Yeah. yeah no agreed my second exposure to him was in the jackass movie four when he was sitting there and uh him and Steve-O were riding bikes with Giants hand-slapping, and he got slapped off the bike. I just saw that, actually. And I, I was laughing so hard at that. So then I started listening to his music. And I'm like, this is actually pretty good. You know, I can so, see the appeal. So were you familiar with him as a hip-hop artist? No, not at all. Okay, To me, he's, he's the guitar player, kind of doing okay. that right. pop-punk kind of rock stuff. So you didn't know he was a hip-hop guy? Not at all. I'm just he telling is. you that now? He really was. Oh, wow. Okay. I'm, well, I'm dead serious. I did not know well, that this. was my point. That's exactly how, how perfect. So he had a rap career. He was a rapper. Was he Vanilla Ice? He was a rapper. Okay. And um, <laughs> I, was, I was familiar, but I wasn't that familiar. And I'm told... Somebody told me that uh, I guess he had a beef with Eminem. He had a, you know, they did a little back and forth. I'm taunting you. I'm going to retort. Oh, like like blah, a, blah, like yeah, a Twitter like fight? A, no, no, in the songs. Oh, oh, yeah. okay. And uh, I was told that he was considered pretty solid as a hip hop guy. 
Like a pretty legit, really a pretty legit. Like lyricist. How, how long ago are we talking? He was doing the rap hip hop. It's thing. only been a few years ago. I mean, he's been really? around a while, but um, that's why I asked the question because, <clears throat> excuse me, there's my voice going on vacation again. <laughs> a couple. What he's got like two records out. He just I said, okay, I'm gonna now I'm gonna try rock. Wow, pop punk rock. Okay, this is news. to And me. I have to tell you, man, it's you know I've listened to the records. It works. It's I catchy. It. it works. I, I believe Well, there it. you go. You didn't even know he had a hip hop. He's didn't got a whole know. different catalog of hip hop stuff. You know, it's and really it hard. Works. It's really hard to change your genre once you've been established. And, well, and seeing him do this rock, and I call it rock. I still think it's kind of power punk rock stuff. Totally. Blink one eighty two ish. Right. Yeah. But uh, he's great at it. He's great. The songs are good. I see the appeal. But knowing him as a, a rap artist, seriously. No clue. Well, I'm telling you, man, that, again, some people have given him grief about it. And we've talked about this, you know. What do you want from your bands? Are they not allowed to do anything different? Are they not allowed to cut their hair? Are they not allowed to change, you know, are they not allowed to do a ballad? Do you want them to, you know, and we've discussed this many times. It's split down the middle. Sure. Some people, like, nah. I want you to be Slayer. And that's all I want from you. I don't want anything from you. And then other people are like, okay, I'm tired of this record for the 15th time. Give me something And they new. love it when you change mm-hmm. and you do something different. So it's, you know, there's no point. It's a matter of opinion. But it worked. He, he you know, he was catchy. His stuff is catchy. And, man, the kids absolutely ate it up. Oh, I'm sure they, they did. They ate it up. And he's, you know, I got to say, I think his voice is, is he's got a pretty good, a pretty unique voice. Pretty catchy voice, you know. Pretty, the, it, it is. It's simplistic pop punk rock, but uh, man, it worked. And the, it was a another. I can't remember if it was sold out or not, but it was full. It I'm, was a full. I'm, if not, house. I'm sure it was close too. And they loved every second of it. And That's I thought, so awesome. Man, good for you. And I, I, this brings me. We'll, we'll finish the reviews, and then this brings me to another question. My question of the week for you. Okay. Then one republic was. Oh, at a day. Some a day. Friday. It was a what Friday. A Friday. Friday. Yeah, one Republic. I remember that. With Need to Breathe. Yes. Another band. What are you feeling? Do you know how many songs? What's his name? Ryan Singer's name. What's his name? Ryan. Seacrest. No. Oh. Ryan. Gosling. Uh, no. Uh, Reynolds. Ryan Tedder. Oh, I was way off. Uh, <laughs> do you know how many songs he's written? Hit singles? No. Hit singles? I mean. No. So when you're watching One Republic, you're like, that's another one. You go, oh, that one. Oh, and this one. Oh, and this one. But he's he's a, like, One Republic is like his side gig. He's like a songwriter. For and other, has, for other for, artists? And we're not talking a few artists. We're to, like Beyonce and, you know, hip-hop guys and Adele. And the list goes on and on. If you want a fascinating uh, read, uh, check out all the songs he's got a credit on. I mean, unbelievable. That guy, it's like he can write songs. He played, they played some of them. They took a little segment of the show. And said, here's some of the songs. And he I said, wrote. you know, yeah, we don't, we've never done this before, but here, you know, we're just going to do a qu- little medley of some of the songs. Very Man, cool. what an amazing career. And they were, you know what? Same thing. Packed crowd. Of course. Packed crowd. Well, he's almost local. I mean, he's from Colorado Springs. Uh, see, I didn't know that. Yeah. Is he? Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah, the, or, tell you the origin what, of One Republic is Colorado Springs. It was the same crowd as as Imagine Dragons, and it was families and teenagers and college kids, 
and everybody loved it. And mm. they were just – they were good. I mean he had a there song was... in the new Top Gun Maverick movie. Sure. He had, it doesn't surprise me. I Ain't Worried, which on YouTube has – let me make yep. sure I'm looking at this – 41 million views. No, again, and he – Since May. He was uh, – Wow. <laughs> he was just charming and uh, humble and funny, you know, like he kind of joked about uh, – <laughs> he made a joke about – I'm sure there are like 12 people that thought they were coming to see One Direction, which, you know, like I'm like, yeah, you're probably right. You're probably right. You're probably not wrong. Somebody, you know, some guy probably went with the girlfriend or whatever, like uh, One Direction, really? That's okay. funny. Wait anyway, a second. <clears throat> they this were great. Them. It was a, uh, it's been a, it's been a long 10 days, but man, it's been a, it's been an exciting 10 days. For sure. With concerts just going, it's hard to uh, like, like. When I was on the road and you do a bunch of concerts back-to-back, you don't know what day of the week it is. You know if it's show day, day off, travel day. I'm sure you're feeling exactly that. And uh, Well, you've said that. You're like, I don't know what day it is. Well, I can't remember everything we've done, and I can't remember when they happened. It seems like they were, you know, the next day. I can't remember what show was the night before, but it's great. I mean, again, man, Salt Lake City, Utah, unbelievable. Uh, What great entertainment you've had. And that's just the stuff I'm involved with. All the others, again, the Sandy Amphitheater oh, is ridiculous. They've and got some great the, acts coming the still. Ogden, Ogden Twilight uh, lineup. Oh, yeah. The National was just there, what, a week ago? Um, well, and I know I've talked about this in the past. Utah has really become almost, almost a mandatory stop. But in back in the day. Close. Back in the day, Utah was a, quote, unquote, layover stop. We'll uh, we'll come to Utah. We have a show in Denver. We have a show in L.A. We have a day off. We'll go for a cut rate, and we'll come in and do a show. And, we'll, you know, it's just a throwaway day. It's not a big deal. Now, artists, and I've said this before, KISS is a prime example. They start their tours here. Come on. Two years ago. Three years ago, was it? Really? I thought we were going to go without bringing them up. We can't. Here's my question. Here's my question for the week. Machine okay. Gun Kelly made me think of this question. Oh, okay. Are we ready for this? All right. It was a pack show, and the merch, all of his merch, he has sort of a pink theme. Yes, he does. He's got like a neon pink mm-hmm. situation. And he had gym shorts and records and T-shirts and hoodies and posters and blah, 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 and everything. And the merch line was all the way – I mean, if you've been to USANA, right, It's it was all the way up the concourse – and it seemed like it stayed that way for quite a while. So you're talking about if you're looking at the stage, the one on stage right was all, where all like well, it's house, house right, house right, South yes. Plaza. Yes, it went. It was nearly to the walkway. That's amazing. And um, good for him. Wow. Well, again, man, I can't, you know that's just it. it. You know, whatever you're doing, it's working. But uh, what's your feeling on merch? Are you a concert guy? There I mean, is. You know, there's a there's a it's a two part answer because I know part of you, right? But yeah, sure. Merchandise. Is that an absolute must-have at a show? 100%. Or do you turn your nose up? Nope. 100%. There is not a show. I don't care who the artist is. I will go check out merch no matter what. But do you buy something at every show you go to? I do not at every show. What decides that for you? Um, The price? Kiss. I don't understand. Meaning if a band like Kiss, that's one of my favorite bands, comes in, I will... You know, I'll drop all my, I'll, I'll max out the credit card. 
You know, Van Halen was the same way. Kiss is the same way. Metallica is that same way. Um, I don't necessarily, I would not necessarily buy a Machine Gun Kelly shirt for myself, but I would for my son if he wanted it. But what I'm saying is if you go to a show, you're obviously a fan. Sure. So you do not have to have a one item from every show. Not anymore. You will go and look at the merchandise, but that does not mean if I go to a show, I'm buying at least one shirt. Uh, boy, that that's that's tough because in my youth, absolutely every concert I went mandatory. to, mandatory, mandatory. You had to have at least the tour shirt or a and tour the tour shirt, book, which is a thing of the past. Yes, right? Does which anyone do bu- tour really books, bums really? me out. You know, I think Metal they should bands, do those again. Maybe, yeah, maybe Kiss does. Okay, you know. we can't. You can't say that name again. I think I've only brought him up four times in the last forty-five seconds, but so, Kiss does. So interesting. So you do not have to get the merch, not anymore. Um, and did and. Well, Jack White's a prime example, okay? I went to that. I took my son. We went to the merch. We got there early. We went to the merch booth right off the bat. And I was looking through everything. I think we bought two shirts and a record. Interesting. It wasn't for me. It was all for my son. And And is it it based on, like, even if you love the band, "Eh, I don't really like any of the shirts, or 60 bucks is too much for a shirt, or... Even if you like something, you can still just walk away and go, I'm fine. I don't need this 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 uh, tangible item that I'm taking home from every single show. Uh, two answers. Don't say kiss. Again. 60 bucks is too much for a shirt. I'm just going to start start there. Well, um, sure. I understand I mean, there's, there's pricing increase in, in today's market. I get that. I, 60 bucks is too much for a shirt. It's, it's about right for a hoodie. That I'm prob- being said, I'm, I'm screwing that up. I don't think t- I don't think they're what forty, thirty five, forty bucks, thirty five, forty dollars. Um, but depending on who the act is, I will go and buy a shirt. I will find something that I I like there. But the the collector in me <laughs> says I'm going to get this because this could be worth something down the road. And from my youth, I got rid of so many T-shirts that I should have held on to that I'm buying right now back. Oh, let me get this vintage kiss shirt and uh, and buy it again. So I have it. I just bought two of them, actually three, but I bought three of them. Two of them were the same one because I wanted to cut one up and I wanted to wear one. So I'm gonna have to see which ones. They were the, they were the ones from the. If uh, I don't have them, that that's gonna be a problem. 1987, and it had Paul Stanley on the front. No, that's fine. And, Gene, and yeah, one with Gene yeah, Simmons yeah, on the yeah, front yeah. holding yeah. the bases, yeah. and they had writing on the back. Yeah, yeah, you know crazy, what I'm talking crazy about? Crazy night store. Crazy night. Anyway. Interesting. All right. So that's not, you know, like when you're planning your evening out to a show. All right. 200 for tickets. We wanted VIP parking. We're going to go to dinner first and 150 in merch. You're not that guy. No, but you can walk away. Yes. But depending on the show. Sure. I am that guy. Interesting. Uh, Lady A, I'm that guy. Interesting. The the, the before mentioned band. I'm that guy. Do you have to buy one thing or do you buy nine things oh i buy as much as i can get away with but you, are you also the guy who has to have if there are nine shirts no do you buy all nine or do you go okay no. i only like four six seven and nine yeah i i like to limit myself i'll i'll probably go well i'll wear two t-shirts i'll get those two if my son's with me well i gotta get him one interesting and then i'll then, then i'll kind of stop there and go is there a tour book hmm. is there an exclusive record is there something that I can only get here? And then I'd be, I will. Uh, I'd be curious to know what people 
you know, again, at the, all these shows, some people, I don't even think they realize there is merchandise, right? I can't believe they that. They go there and they, they get, you know, nachos. That's part of and the deal. They get a, they get food and drinks and, and that's that's it. And then there are other people. I mean, they walk away from the merch stand and it's, you know, there are definitely people with a T-shirt. Sure. But then you've got people that are like, you know, they're going for it. And it's like, wow, this is, you know, and the, then there are other people who are, they just don't even care about the merch. It's like, yeah, that's no, not part that's of the show. Me. It's not part of the memory. It's not part of the experience. I don't care. I will 100% go and check out every merch table. 100%. I went and checked out Rob Zombie's mm. merch. It was cool. It was way cool. I love the, the living dead girl shirts that they had, you know, and, and I saw so many people walking around with them. So I will go check them out and then go, okay, I'm good. Or yeah, even bands that's a must have even bands that I don't really like I well same thing I go look at the stands before they we open the doors and of course it's like wow it's that's interesting really, to me that's really cool like they you know they what one of the shows it was like a, a pop band I don't remember oh, it was AJR I'm a jacket guy oh, yeah I know that yeah I probably have 90 jackets and I'm not talking hoodies that's a different thing sure jackets windbreakers bomber jackets baseball jackets Jacket jackets, zip up jackets. You love I get them a lot all. of I get a lot of grief, and I argue <laughs> they're all different because they're different bands, they're different tours, they're different years, mm-hmm. whatever. AJR had a baseball jacket. Now I'm not really an AJR guy, but for about ten seconds, I'm like, I'm going to buy that jacket. <laughs> it was like a baseball jacket, and it said what you know, whatever the tour. I'm like, man. I love and then it. again, yeah, other people don't don't even care. Like I wouldn't, I don't even, I wouldn't even think about it. And I've gone as dad when I'm off, and I take you know daughter to a show when she's been younger. And to me, it's almost like you weren't, it, it, you weren't, it didn't happen if you don't leave with a t-shirt. Oh, I get that theory. Yeah. You didn't, you weren't here if you don't leave with a shirt. It's actual proof that you went to the concert back in the day. There's no, there's, you didn't go to the show. If the next day at school, you weren't you're wearing, not wearing that t-shirt. I was wearing the didn't poison happen. David Lee Roth shirts. I still remember the David Lee Roth shirt that I got from the skyscraper tour. And I wore to Olympus high school the next day. No, the problem was, and everyone it, looked at me weird. You would buy five or six shirts and then it was like, which one am I going to wear tomorrow? Yeah. I got my God whole week planned out. God forbid if the show was a Thursday, because then you only had one day left. Yeah. And you bought five shirts, and you had to decide which shirt I'm going to wear, I'm going to bust out on Friday. You know what I had to worry about more than anything in high school with those shirts? That when I would come and see you in the morning, that you didn't have the same shirt on that we bought that yeah. both bought at the concert mm. the night before. Yeah, that's happened. I've had some coworkers where... That's been a problem in the past. But uh, what about white versus black? It's got to be black for me. Do you buy a white shirt, though? Nope. Never? Nope. <laughs> nope. Why not? <laughs> I don't like how it looks on me. I want to wear... Well, see, most of my concert see, shirts... this is absolute nerd. <laughs> this is so nerd. But this is fascinating. Most of this my concert shirts, I wear, I wear back on stage. Uh, I so have no I, white tee. You have no white concert shirts. What if what if a, that band comes and they have ten shirts and they're all white? I'm buying a headband. Oh come on! You have never purchased a white shirt. Not for me. Wow. No. All no. Right. But I don't wear white. I don't wear a lot of white. I black goes with everything. I wear it. Mm. Plus, like I said, I wear most of my concert t-shirts. I lop the sleeves off of them and I wear them on stage when I perform. Interesting. Do you wear white concert t-shirts? I buy them. Really? Only Do I, you wear them? 
I do, but I for, for different reasons I don't like to wear white because it's a disaster. Right. Right. And my voice just cracked. <laughs> you, it's an absolute disaster. I, I know it is. I have. Um, I don't have a lot of them, but I've got some white uh, tour shirts, and for the most part, they say they stay folded because I'm a careful eater. So I'm a you... careful drinker. I did this the other day I, on my Vegas trip. I wore a Morrissey shirt, a white one, from like 25 years ago. Sure. Well, that makes sense for him to have white shirts. But Well, he's got a few. But I busted it out, and what do I see? Oh, no. Some little dot of deodorant or some coffee dollop of something <laughs> oh, on there. And yeah. I'm like, that's why I don't, wa- I don't buy these. I don't wear And then when I do, I don't wear them. Because inevitably, <laughs> it's a pristine white shirt. <laughs> And you're having your beverage, it's and some spill jackass hitch knocks into you, and you've got a dollop of mustard. That was just going to say, there's a little ketchup thing, yep, and I don't even eat, I don't even eat ketchup or mustard, but somehow I've got a little mustard dollop. Yep. I you go to the taco stand at Usana and you walk I, away no, with salsa well, on you. You know, at a show day, you're a disaster. Of course, right? you got to put on sunblock. Well, that turns your that turns things yellow. Yeah, you've got deodorant on. Well, mm-hmm. that now is blue because that bleeds through. Your deodorant's blue ice, right? <laughs> exactly. My so point. that ruins that. Now yep. you got yellow from the sunblock. Yep. You got the sweat because it's 109 degrees. Mm-hmm. You go to catering and have dinner. Somebody drops their tiramisu, and it splashes. Now nah, white's a disaster. I agree 100%, and that's why I buy black shirts. What a tirade. Shirts. Black shirts only. I have to stop buying shirts. I've had to set rules now. I don't care what's on the front as far as colors. Yeah, but, I, have to, I have to stop now. But, uh, but black shirts, I have to stop buying guitars. I have. You've seen my studio. You know how many I have in there. It's ridiculous. I have. But yet I keep doing it. So many T-shirts. So many T-shirts. And they're all concert shirts, right? Well, I had to stop years ago buying them. So the, my point to the question is, I can't anymore. Okay. I don't buy shirts anymore at shows. Granted, I don't go to a lot of them as a fan. Well, yeah. But I can't. Well, I'll tell you, I didn't buy a single thing at the Kiss show. Not really? One thing. Nope, I'm not interested in the, in the new stuff anymore. That's interesting to me. I only buy the old vintage stuff, and I just don't have room. The only well, I only buy Morrissey shirts at the shows. That's it. Okay. I did buy a Deftone shirt the last time they came through. Uh, but I have to limit it because it's like everything. Where, when you run out of, you know, like I had a buddy who was a shoe collector, and oh, it's like, what? Wow. What, do you, what happens? You know, there. I know you're never going to stop That's collecting an expensive shoes. Habit, by the way. Well, forget expense. That sure, but at one point he had to knock out a wall. <laughs> so I'm like, yeah. See, this is ridiculous. That's why I stopped with CDs and records years ago. It's like. You, it, how much room are you going to take for your your obsession? Mm. You've got a closet full of shoes, and a clo- another your garage is full of shoes, and your shoes are full of shoes, and your trunk is full of shoes. Well, let's be honest. The bigger question is, how much will your significant other take of your collection before you can no longer buy stuff, or it's outside or thrown away? That's the bigger. What do question. you mean take? What do, what do you what do you mean? Like, like I have a lot of guitars. <laughs> Okay. I think what you're saying is, if you have a significant other, how do you divide the space? That's right? what I'm talking about. Let's pretend you have 93 jackets Look. and 250 <laughs> T-shirts. Do you sometimes get grief because perhaps 
you're taking up more square footage 100%. with your possessions yes. than, say, someone else's? Yep, yep. I don't know anything about it. Me neither. Tell so me about I, those uh, problems. My, my guitars are supposed to stay in my recording studio at my sure house. Sure they are. Right? Sure they are. But they have leaked sure. up the stairs on a wall. <laughs> they have leaked into the TV room. <laughs> sure. I think there's two or three hanging in the kitchen. Yeah. Just outside my bedroom, there's six or seven Kiss guitars hanging with limited edition drumsticks and signed drum heads and a limited edition poster where they only made a hundred of them. Yeah, I don't know anything about this. No, I don't. And, and, and That's then. That's too bad to hear, man. And the, in my kitchen, and you've seen this, I have three big, like, what would you call them? Armoire type of thing? Shelving? Glass cabinets? Glass yeah. cabinets. Mm. Filled that's with kiss diff- stuff. That's a different story. In that's the a, kitchen. That's a different topic for a different day. That's that's another question another day. I come home with Concert- one more kiss thing. I'm going to be living on the street. That being said, there's three things being ordered on their way right now. Well, we can get an apartment <laughs> together. Yeah, we're going to have to. I'm going to need a, a bedroom for my jackets. Okay. <clears throat> but uh, anyway, concert merchandise. Good to know. I, Very I, interesting. I consider it getting back to, we kind of went off a tangent there, but Nerds. getting it back, I uh, getting back to the top, I feel merch is a necessity in the concert experience. Whether I buy it or not, but I will go and check it out and say, can I live without this or do I have to have it? Well, you know the other thing to consider, and I've used this as a defense. This is how brilliant this is. Ooh, this is going to be good. <clears throat> Well, I, I'm being funny, but it's true. Okay. The other way I look at it, I, I especially when I see some of these younger, not younger, but smaller bands, indie bands, who maybe are playing clubs. There are a couple coming later this year. The Ocean Blue, mm-hmm. I love. They've been mm-hmm. around for 30 years, but they're they're a club band. Sure. And uh, the Trash Can Sinatras and um, William Fitzsimmons and some of these smaller artists who aren't, you know, they're not Madonna money. Right. That's how those guys make money. 100%. Record labels are done. Yep. Streaming gives you no money. That's, that is a, and again, I use this as a defense. You're not really spending money on bands anymore. Most people are streaming mm-hmm. and the artist doesn't get paid a lot. They get nothing. So when they come to your town, buying a ticket to the show, <laughs> and in my case, you know, if I haven't had to buy a ticket, I don't, I straight up don't mind. I feel like. I saw who did I sure. see? I saw the Gorilla Biscuits, which is a great legendary New York hardcore band from my youth, and they played at the Depot, and it was a private show. And I never buy that stuff anymore. But I bought a T-shirt because it's like to support them. One hundred percent. This 100%. is how you got. This is how they. You know, they're. I'm sure they flew in, but some of these guys are in vans, right? They're, that money is paying for them to eat. It's paying for them to get to the next city. Next to the next. It's gas, gas money for them yeah. to get there. It's like you guys forget that stuff. It's not just about well. Like T-shirts. It's King's about X, for example. Supporting them. I love King's X. Um, they come. They play Liquid Joe's when they come. You know, they play the smaller clubs. And I know that they're in a van. They're not in a tour bus. Sure. They, they've come in tour buses, but they're still with, let's not even talk about gas and tour buses. Sure. But in a van with a trailer. Sure. Three guys plus maybe two techs. That is how they are getting to the next gig. Sure. They, they take their T-shirt money and say, this is going straight to gas, guys. Sorry. Anything left over, we'll split. So I will buy a T-shirt or two from King's X or the smaller bands that I absolutely love that come to clubs. And they're usually white, and they get to, the Gorilla Biscuits shirt. It was white. 
it got destroyed. Somebody washed it with darks. So then it turned to that. Do you want terrible, to name anyone? That terrible, no, that terrible okay. gray color that white T-shirts get. And then it became, you know, somebody dried it accidentally. So then it sh- it shrank a little bit, and then I'm like, all right, this is now a gym well, shirt. And plus, let's let's be totally honest. Mm-hmm. It's hard for you to perform with Mudvayne wearing a white T-shirt. <laughs> okay. Let's move on and wrap up this. Uh, well, I want to get to a couple episode. I want to get to a couple sad things. To be totally honest with you, and um, one of them, this happened. Oh, let's see. On, geez, what day was it? Well, let's just say one of my childhood crushes passed away. Olivia Newton-John. She died at seventy-three years old, which was way too young. Yep. My first, she died of cancer, and she had had it for a while. And uh, sadly, you know, typically cancer wins. Let's be honest, it sucks. But I read it was, does. she had breast cancer, and it, it was three different times. Yes. She beat it. Yes. Right? Yes. Yeah. And uh, my first exposure to her was Greece. We've, yeah. And my second exposure to her was the song Physical. I remember that. Yeah. Everything else from her career, I didn't really Xanadu? know. Xanadu? Oh, okay. Yeah, Come you're on. right. You're right. You're right. Xanadu. But um, Hopelessly Devoted, which she still performed in her all of her shows, is probably one of the greatest songs she ever did, and that was in mm. the Grease soundtrack. I would be a liar if I didn't say I probably agree with you. I have Now that you're saying this, I, I think I had a crush on her as well. Oh, of course. But I hated Grease. Really? We've talked. I don't like musicals. And that's oh, that's the, right. That's, that's right. the king of the... That's the top of the list. However, I do remember saying, of course. I mean, come on. She was... Yeah. How old were we? 12, 10? So, no. Younger 14, than that. Eight, I, I don't Grease know. came out in 77 or 78? Maybe 79? Around that time right there? So, we would have... <laughs> six, seven? Well... Now but when I'm... I was finally exposed to it, it was in the 80s, so I was probably, you're right, probably well, 10. Now I'm saying that I went and saw Xanadu. <laughs> did you really? I think. I'm remembering I did. So no wonder you don't like I'm... musicals. <laughs> <laughs> that explains uh, everything. <laughs> no, she was, uh, yeah, she was, she was iconic for sure. She was 100% iconic, and John Travolta put out a really nice I saw that. tweet for her and, and very respectful. He, she was one of his favorite people. Um, obviously they had that massive hit with Grease together, but they would get together, you know, throughout the years and, and hang and do whatever. And, and I, I, I miss her, you know, granted she hadn't done a whole lot in the last few years and she would still do some touring. In fact, there was a tour that was put together, but it ended up being canceled where we as air supply, were going to open up for her in Australia. It was going to be oh, men wow. at work, air supply and <clears throat> Olivia Newton, John. Wow. And that, Sadly, never happened. That would have been massive. That would have been, yeah. That would have been an wow. amazing show. If I do say so myself. Yeah, it would but, have been big. But what a, you know, not being in the band now and looking at that, that would be like, oh, we've got to go to that show. Sure. Even if I just want to see her sing Hopelessly Devoted. I got to stick with Xanadu. That's, that's fair. That's, uh, that's still a great song. I, hey, I, I don't blame you at all. Do you think Xanadu is better than physical? Yes. Really? Didn't she roller skate 
She had like in the workout Xanadu? out. Oh yes, was it yes. In Xanadu? I probably that makes sense. Oh, I'm gonna have to go home and Google Olivia Newton-John Xanadu now. Okay. Am I wrong? It's a movie. There was it a was movie. a movie. It was a movie, musical type movie, I believe. Like well, the Whiz, right? Now, now you've got me curious. <sighs> if only there was a device that we could look at. How do you spell Xanadu? X A N D U. I got something. A D U. Uh, 1980 American musical fantasy written by some guy we don't care about, and directed by another guy we don't care about. Stars Olivia Newton-John. Yes, somebody, 1980. Somebody cares about him. I know, but we don't. Uh, well, I don't know who it is, but he's probably a good guy. You know what? He probably is. Anyway. Um, Richard Christian He's a Danus great guy. And Mark, no, and directed by Robert Greenwald. There you go. You know why they're great guys? They did Xanadu. That's why. What have you done for me lately? That's what I want to say. What has he directed? Like, you know what? You know what's funny? I'll probably look it up, and he's probably like someone on Star Wars. Sure. You know, something like that. Anyway. But Olivia Newton-John sadly passed away, and uh, I got to be honest, I didn't think she would have been the next one. She was like the farthest from my list. Like, she kept it pretty private. If I, I very, mean, I, think, I don't think a lot of people knew. Right. I, I mean, I can't remember hearing about it. I, I remember hearing about it a while back, like a long time ago. Yeah. And you just assume, and like, she oh, beat that. She beat yeah. it. Yeah. Good, you know, good for you. And then you get the bizarre, you know, like David Bowie. Crazy. Nobody knew anything. No. And then, like, that's it. You know? Now, here, here's a little question. I want to bring this up. Do you respect that? Like, where they don't say anything and just keep it private? Or as, like, a fan, do you want to know everything personal about them? I don't know. I mean, it's, you know, not being famous. I could have, well, I mean, it doesn't matter being famous. I wouldn't want everybody knowing you know, I don't think I'd want everybody knowing about, you know, you, I'll tell you when I want to tell you, that kind of stuff. Well, th- there's definitely it's two shocking. Yo, yeah. I mean, I remember, I'm, I, you know, not the biggest David Bowie fan on the planet, but I was, the reason that was shocking is he had just put out a record. He, he did. There was like two days after yes. he put out, and the entire record, of course, was about him dying, and he put out the record. You're and, right. And like, like you got to be kidding me. Like, it was like, did you hang on? And, of course, because nobody seemingly knew anything about – what I can't believe is that they're able to keep it quiet in this day and age. Oh, you're right about that. I can't believe that you could have any privacy in this day and age with everybody with a phone and a camera. and a, you know, like I, I mean, I can't imagine the, the lengths that they must go to to have to be well, just left a speculation. alone and quiet and – I have to assume you're going to some doctor visits, right? You're going That's to some medical centers. Yeah. You're going to hospitals. You're probably, you know, or maybe you're not. Maybe they're coming to you because of your, That's your status possible too. and your wealth. How on earth you can keep that secret? In today's world, and that's what I was just going to bring up, exactly doctor visits. It's it's thinking there's got to be pop, paparazzi type of people going, oh, David Bowie's out. Let's go follow him. And they go to a hospital, and then the speculation starts. Well, why is he in the hospital? But you have to assume, right? It's, you know, Sure, I'm sure they're not going to doctor visits. Certainly they're in a position where doctors can probably come to them. I would but think if so. But you're, you're not doing surgery at your house, right? No, no. At I mean, some point you have to go. There's a point where you're, you're going to or medical, maybe you are. Who knows? medical facilities, I would assume. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know. I mean, it's always it's – all, that's the stupid thing about this. Everyone's going to die. But yet every time 
a celebrity, one of the rock stars uh, passes away, I'm stunned. You know, just uh, and I and I'm I always say to myself the same thing. I'm like, yeah, why why do you think that like like you almost in my mind they're above that because they're oh they're yeah. icons right yeah. they're they are immortal in some ways because of music they're immortal absolutely they they will never die just right? like Keith Richards. <sighs> <laughs> Okay. Sorry, I was waiting for the right time to poke that one in. <laughs> okay, where are we going next? But no, what I was going to say is there's definitely two sides to that. And I, I know this is a random question that I just threw out there, but there is definitely the entertainers that will run to, uh, I don't know, whatever, tabloid magazine and say, I have cancer, I'm dying. And then there's the ones that I have a lot of respect for, like Olivia Newton, like David Bowie, that didn't tell anybody they just dealt with their private life and they say you know what you know me as this you don't need to know this well at the end of the day don't forget it's not really i don't mean this to you i'm saying in general no i know what you're gonna say yeah it's not your business correct it's right. not your business and that's right? what i'm saying this is the other part sometimes you have to detach yourself you, you know the you people... like their music you like their inter- you know their whatever they do in the entertainment industry you like them and you like their their craft, but you're not friends with them. You're not family members. Correct. They don't owe you anything. Just because we have posters of them on our wall, we buy everything they That's do, we buy you. all the T-shirts, does not you. mean that we know or get to know the privileges of their behind the scenes. Well, but we and, kind of think we do. Well, and again, there is part of that. Like if it, if it weren't for you, then they wouldn't have the career they have. Sure. But they – are giving you something you're getting what they want you to have their records or their movies or whatever and then beyond that it's not your business it's not really your concern what they're you know everyone's entitled to a private life and everyone's entitled to I agree problems and everyone's entitled to not want to have to talk about it you know I I think it's I respect anybody that wants to keep some of that to themselves you know or when you hear about divorces or you know addiction or Whatever. Yeah, if you want to talk about it and you want to go on TV and tell everyone to inspire people, that's awesome too. But if you mm. want to keep it to yourself and you want to and you want to deal with it in Don't you notice every time somebody passes away in the celebrity world, almost 98% of the time, uh, the statement from the family says we we appreciate our, you know, respecting, respecting our, our privacy. privacy. Yes. You know, we Absolutely. there's a there's a line People don't want to, you know, they don't have to tell you that stuff. They don't want to talk about it, I'm sure. Can you imagine being on TV and radio and album covers and magazine covers and then what I can only assume would be a horrific thing to go through and what it does to your body and what it yeah. does to your mind and what it does to how you feel and how you look and and to have, you know, idiots who want to put that all over the media. And yeah. I mean, what... Why would you? Why wouldn't you keep it to yourself? Well, you and know? I think that happens in in other aspects too. I mean, uh, this is a little off music, but Tom Holland just came out. You know, the actor from Spider Man, the new Spider Man, the Marvel Spider Mans. Yeah. He came out and he's deleted all of his social media accounts because he said it's crazy, it's toxic, and I spiral down by reading these negative comments because there's always going to be that, and I I think it weighs a lot more than on the celebrities and they let know. And I would definitely, if I was battling something and, and let's say I was Olivia Newton, John status, 
I don't think I would want the whole world knowing, hey, I'm in the final days of my life and this is really horrible and you don't want to well, see me this way. Let's not, let's not, you know, we should move on to uh, more positive thoughts. But yeah, let's straight up, let's be honest. If you want to lose faith in humanity, read the comment section uh, oh. on social media. Yeah, never. It's uh, Never do it if you're a celebrity. Well, even normal people. Well, yeah, you're I right. Mean, you got you know, a point. You can, you, it doesn't matter what kind of story you're looking at. There's always somebody with something to say, and it's usually nonsense. And it's like, yeah, why? Why? I mean, yeah, don't waste your time. Why would you waste your time with it? Because yeah, people say some terrible things. And Absolutely. Why would you want to? Why bother? Why bother? You know, it's that's the downside to the age we live in now. It's tough. Is everyone can comment on everything at any given time. With no consequence, and there's no, and they have no information, or they don't have all the information, and everyone's an expert on everything. It's so true. It's like you know, oh, yeah, I'm sure I would want to advertise to everyone that I'm fighting a disease or whatever. You know? I don't God bless know her. God bless her. Well, moving on to something that's not, well, it's still kind of depressing. Sorry. Uh, Forty-five years ago, on wow. August sixteenth, the King, Elvis Presley, passed away. For some reason, I thought it was in December, but you're correct. I'm, I don't yeah. know where that came from, but wow. August 16th, Elvis Aaron Presley died. He, so that's 45 years ago. Um, did you see the movie? <laughs> We've talked about this three times now because oh. you thought Forrest Gump taught him how to dance. <laughs> see? Okay, you're right. But I'm still holding, <laughs> I'm holding on to hope that you're going to go see it. I saw That's why we talked about it. Okay. I saw it before you did. You did? Yes. Well, see, I don't know see, what's going on. You don't know. Who are you? What are we doing here? <laughs> okay. Well, anyway. Great movie. Elvis Presley was probably, and still probably is, one of the biggest rock stars in the world, and he never toured internationally and achieved that status. It's amazing what he did. His life is absolutely brilliant. How he was raised, everything he did for rock and roll, everything about the king in my book, is awesome, and I have a really hard time believing it's been 45 years. Is it 45? 45 years. He was only 45. I thought he was 42 when he died. No? I don't know. I can look it up. Let me look that up. Uh, do you up. ever wonder what he... Uh, we, I think we talked about this when we talked about the movie. It's always fascinating. Had he not passed away, what would he, what would he be... What would he have done? Right. So you are correct. He died at 42. Um... So he's been dead longer than he was alive. I I always wonder what he would have, you know, like what these people that, you know, Kurt Cobain. What they'd be doing now? these guys, Jimi Hendrix. I think about that with Lennon. Or not what would they be doing now, but what else would they have done? Well, yeah. Would they have, it's mind-boggling to think about, you know, Elvis at that point in in his career was sort of, you know, one could argue it wasn't his prime, but you have to, you know, like would he have... Would he have toured? Would he have changed the look? Mm. Would he have would he have maybe gotten through some of the demons and put out a comeback record? Would he have, you know, it, it's a Who shame knows? that you don't get to see how that story ends. But. I think about that all the time with, with Lennon, with John Lennon. Oh, sure. Like, what would he be doing now? Sure. What would his music be now? Would it be like McCartney's where he releases a record and, eh, eh you know? But again, you're Paul McCartney. You don't have to do anything. You don't have to. You could do what you could read the phone book, and it would be cool. 
No? No, no, you're right. But I just it just reminded me of, uh, I can't remember, which rapper did he just work with? Was it Kanye? Con- well, it's been a while, but yeah. Yeah. So, and, and, and there was some yeah. memes going on. I don't know who this Paul McCartney case, guy case is, but point, social media. Kanye's yeah. going to make him a star. Yeah. I'm not sure who this Paul McCartney guy is, but he's Kanye just made his career. Yeah. 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 So there's prob- there would probably be a lot of that. Yeah. Let's just be totally honest. Sure. So let's get positive. <laughs> let's get to our throwback record of the week there, Trent. How long have we gone right now? Oh, we've gone way over, but that's okay. We're doing what we <clears throat> said we would do. We're making up for a lost week. We are. And uh, we just have a little bit longer here, so just stick with us for just a little bit Listen, more. They long clicked off when we talked about t-shirts. <laughs> I White hope not. versus black t-shirts. If you're a music person and you're a t-shirt person, you know what I'm talking about. You know... You know, I've got some great white t-shirts, but they're, that's the point. They're still crisp, and they're white. Why? Because I rarely wear them. That's fair. Rarely. All right. Throwback album. I'm going to disagree right out of the gate. Take it away. Throwback album I went with was... Why, Mad- wait, wait, wait. And why? tell them why we picked this. Because it's this artist's birthday this week <clears throat> who just turned 69 years old. Which is also shocking. Right. I she did seems, not expect I, this. In my mind, she, uh, unbelievable. We are talking about Madonna, and I, I think, I think I'm going to change my thought. I was going to no. say the Don't Like a it. Virgin record is really what put her over the top, but I'm going to go with the first record, the debut of Madonna, which had Lucky Star, Borderline, and Holiday on it. Three amazing songs from that. Was her career now the Like a Virgin album? Of course, put her over the top. The MTV performance. Oh, I still remember that. Of course you do. You know, I think everybody who's listening to this is probably like, oh yeah, I know. Sure. When did it come out? Eighty three. Uh, which which the first one? The or? first record, nineteen eighty three. Nineteen eighty three. Yeah. Oh, wow. July twenty seventh to be exact, too. Was, so not that long ago. I was ten. Isn't that amazing? I can't believe she's 69. That's unbelievable. And talk about a force in the record industry, you know. Well, that's it. I mean, you want to talk about, again, and you know what? There's one that's still with us, yeah, too. Absolutely. When you think of, think of the league that she's in. Okay. Michael Jackson, Prince, mm-hmm. uh, Bruce Springsteen. Mm-hmm. You're talking about like the MTV generation I mean, I'm royalty talking about of them. So, yeah, iconic, and you know a lot of them are not here anymore. And uh... well, she did so much not only as a solo artist, but I believe, if I'm not mistaken, she had a lot to do with uh, Maverick Records coming out. She totally that record did. label. Totally. I think that was her label. It was, and she may still own it. She may have. Uh, Sold it off, but she has done so much for women in music. And let's be honest, music was kind of a boys' sport for a long time. No, she changed the game, and she definitely changed the game and brought the attention to women and made them superstars. And I love it. I think it's awesome. Well, and unapologetically, uh, her way. Yeah, of know, course. Why not? Did it her way? Did you see that documentary years ago? It was on one of the. It was like a when she toured the world. I don't think I did. No, I can't remember the name of it. But you know, I I mean as just as gangster as you could be, just unapologetic. Probably, I, cl- I, can you imagine the the people that she upset? 
coming in with that image and just again the fact that she probably she oh, just absolutely disrupt, disrupted the system you know in the early 80s she yeah, changed just, fashion just well again you know I, I, I She's been around so long that I just I, I, I well again we were just looking at the record to scroll down. Oh right, it takes a good two minutes to scroll down through all of her records and her singles and her. I mean, and she was relevant for a very very long time. Well, again, she's still. You could argue we can't even name all the artists that she's influenced. Oh, I mean, let's be honest. Some of the now the biggest stars in the world. They have their careers because of Madonna. That's it. And listen, yeah, she's gone through different, you know, her, some of the records are, well, again, Erotica. Do you know that album? I do know that album, I think yeah. that came out in 92 or 93. Mm-hmm. I thought that was awesome. But not, it's certainly different than the debut or Like a Virgin. And, you know, I, I like everybody. I liked, I had MTV. I watched all that stuff. Of course. Okay, she, now, best song on the album. There's no right or wrong answer. On, what's the best song? On the first record? First record, what's the best song? Hold on, I'll even serve mm. it up. The cho- uh, Hold on. The choices are Lucky Star, Borderline, or Holiday. No right or wrong answer. Go. Borderline. Wrong. <laughs> <laughs> what? What is it for you? What's the best song? I'll serve it up. Lucky Star, Borderline, or Holiday. Borderline. Wrong. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Try again. Okay. Um, lucky Star or Holiday? Well, if you're narrowing it to those two, it's Lucky Star. Wrong. <laughs> <laughs> really? I'm going to I'll serve it up for you. Okay. Best song on the record, Holiday. Oh, it's got to be Holiday. <laughs> Is that what you're talking about? Was it Holiday? Is that the one exactly you're talking about? Exactly what I was talking about. <laughs> Why? Why is it the best song? It just makes you happy. Oh, sure it does. Turn that on. Sit outside. Lucky Star makes you happy. No, not like Holiday. Sit outside at sunset. Turn that up. You know how we say, like, get in your car, turn up the volume, and you're going to start bobbing your head? You're not going to... It's not the same as Rage Against the Machine, but if... Well, you know what? It's like Backstreet Boys. If you don't start to shimmy... A little bit. Don't like do this. the dance. It's not the hand dance. It's a. It's just it's a this different kind dance. of thing. It's like okay. a shimmy. It's like a. She did a little clap thing. You know, like a thing like this. I'm not clapping because I'm holding water. I but know. You know what I mean? Yeah. Okay. Holiday. All right. That's a. Um, listen. You can't go wrong with any of those three. They're songs. all good songs, but I'm saying holiday all day long. You know, another one. Who's that girl? Did you see that movie? Of course. I didn't love the movie, but that song. I didn't love the movie either. The song is great. But that was again another iconic. Madonna thing where she changed fashion once again. She changed it up all the time. She I know. was a she was a she was unbelievable. She, she followed did whatever she wanted. She would do something and and even I would even say probably in the nineties, she would do something fashion wise and it would trend down. You know, it became the thing. I I think Madonna was awesome. I love what she has done for the music industry. I love what she's done for women in the music industry. And True Blue. What about that song? I know it's another great song. Check if you if you have not listened to Erotica, check that out. That is a it's a hold it's a club album. It's got some beats and it's just a whole different vibe. And it's it's definitely probably adult content, but it's a it's just it's very good. You know, very very cool record. This is why I'm going to argue and go back to my original choice of Borderline. 
Okay. It was on her debut album in 1983, and it was also on her Like a Virgin 1984 <clears throat> release. It was so good, she released it twice. Only because Holiday was unavailable. Why was it unavailable? I don't know. Whatever. You don't know. Holiday. All right. Fine. Whatever. There you go. Madonna's self-titled release, Madonna from Fact. <laughs> oh, I got to let you go. Go ahead. Awesome. Can you sing it like how you sing Mudvayne lyrics? All right, let's wrap it up. Okay, all right, we're going to wrap it up. I guess that's a move on. I don't want to talk about this anymore. Let's wrap it up. You need to secretly let people know that you are the guy in the white face paint and the, the Joker-looking stuff from Mudvayne, and then you'll be happier. Then you say you don't know the song Happy. You wrote it. Okay. <laughs> so let's recap. Okay. How many great shows are still coming up? What day is it today? Oh, boy. The 16th. Ah, oh, my goodness. All right, so I'm just going to – are we in the new con- – we're in the Yeah, let's go on the concert calendar. You bet. <clears throat> well, just um, just for me this weekend, starting Thursday, and I have to say I'm rarely stumped, uh, Thursday, the 18th, big-time rush at USANA Amphitheater. I am not that familiar. They would be considered a – what people would call a boy band. Really? But they're a younger band. Um. Or maybe it just shows you how old I am, but it's not my. It's definitely not my generation. But that it, it is. A, it's a a big deal, and uh, I have listened to them, and it's some great pop music. It's a great. Uh, it's 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 exactly what you think it would be. Okay. Uh, but I can't say it's one of those that I'm. You know. But I, then again, I wasn't really the target audience either. Uh, but it should be great. A lot of people I know are excited about it, but they're much younger than I am. And so. that's fair. And then uh, Friday night, the 19th, our friends at the Arrow, 1035 The Arrow. Yep. Number three in the series, Arrow Fest, with the Australian Pink Floyd show. This is a do not miss show. I'm sorry. It's this a cool is show. so good. It's a cool show. You close your eyes, and I've said this before you close your eyes and just listen. You think you are listening to. The 1970s Pink Floyd doing their stuff. It's so good and so spot on. It's so good that David Gilmore hired these guys to play for him. Is that true? That is true. Wow. Well, and again, it's a... Not as a band, not for him as a band, but I mean, like he had an event. No, sure. Uh, I've seen this two or three times, and I think this is another one that was... It was in a rainstorm, or it was cold. It was, it was, it was freezing. Like, it was towards the end of the season, and, and it, it was, was freezing. Awesome, yeah, oh, it, it was, was amazing. Awesome. I was in coats, gloves, and a scarf, and a, and a beanie hat, and loving every minute of it. No, it's a uh, it's a good time. And again, the uh, the Arrow Fest, um, you know, our friends at Arrow, they they kill it. They uh, do a great job. It's a great evening. Uh, and then uh, and then this one, I'm I'm going to throw. I'm going to stump you. Okay. Sunday, a very rare Sunday show, USANA Amphitheater, the 21st, Suicide Boys. I don't know them. Don't know them, do you? No. Check it out. Okay. Check it out. Again, it's probably not your cup of tea. It's, uh, it's hip-hop, uh, but they've got, man, they've got, a, they've got a style. They've got a style, and it's cool. And, okay. Uh, I will check that out. Again, I'm, it's probably not, probably not, but again, Big Time Rush also. They're, I think they were a Disney band. Is that right? Really? I want to say there was like a Disney show or anyway, oh, but it's again, it's it's catchy pop rock music. You know, you think like, well, that's not for me. No, it is for you. Check it out. It's good. 
Well, the August 24th show I'm excited about. That's another great one. Man, unbelievable. Incubus Sublime Summer 2022 Tour, August 24th out at USANA Amphitheater. That is going to be another night of just hits, hits, and more hits. And the same night... I'm doing double duty. Kendrick Lamar. Ooh, at, wow. Uh, Vivian Arena. Have you seen him before? I've not seen him before, but I know his music. Yeah, man, there's a lot going on still. We're not, uh, we still have an, a very busy September. And then I'm, I'm going to jump back since we're at Vivian Arena, August 30th. The Killers. Uh, yep. With, with Johnny Marr opening. Who's Johnny Marr? I'm, yeah, who's Johnny Marr? Oh, come on. You don't know Johnny Marr? Tell me. Okay, we're gonna have, me. we're gonna have to. Oh, we're coming back to this. Okay, we'll I'm come back to this. you. But that same night, same night, August thirtieth. Take it away. Sammy Hagar in the circle at Usana. Talk about a party. The Crazy Times tour. It's going to be full of. I'm assuming Montrose, Van Halen, Chickenfoot, Sammy Hagar solo, and of course uh, uh, the Circle songs. What a night that's going to be. Yeah, no, it's. I have to. I, I'm not sure where I'm going to be. Half I, I, of Van Halen will be in there. Well, and this is again why I can't. I don't remember if I ever saw Van Hagar I can't or Van that. Halen, and I'll probably. You know, it's like okay, I've got to pull off both. I've got to be at both. But Johnny Marr, of course, is from the Smiths. He was the Smiths guitar player. Okay, and that makes you know, perfect that's sense. A, I mean, that's. A, I get it. A must-see. And the Killers. Mike, have you seen the Killers? Certainly you've seen the Killers, right? Well, the guitar player used to live here, or the old guitar player lives here. Sure. I mean, they're... They're a local band. uh, Well, again, it's another one, if if you haven't seen them. I saw them back on the first album tour, uh, whatever the first... Wasn't it self-titled? Yes. With Mr. Brightside? Yeah. Yeah. At Kingsbury Hall. Yes. And they... Were you there? I was not, but I remember this. Uh, (laughs) I mean, a great... Brandon Flowers, I mean... He's a great front man, straight up. And again, awesome, catchy, pop rock alternative music. There's too much going on. Well, there's one more I want to throw in. The night before Sammy Hagar in the Circle, you cannot forget about Alice in Chains, Breaking Benjamin, oh, and Bush at USANA Amphitheater. Now, Jerry Cantrell was here just maybe two, two and a half months ago yep. at the depot. And he's coming back, performing with Alice in Chains out at USANA this is going to be a fun show, too. All three of these bands are awesome. If you're not a break, are you a Breaking Benjamin fan? A bits and pieces. Okay. I'm not terribly familiar, although I've done it like four times. Again. And they're, inter- they're great live. Again, killer. They're great. Guitar riffs, <laughs> yep. killer songwriting. Uh, another band that's probably, what's the term I use with Muse? They're uh, the biggest band that nobody's heard of. It's kind of the same thing, you know. They're just massive, great following. And I'm assuming this is a co-headline, Alice in Chains and Breaking Benjamin. Well, and and again, their fans are absolutely dedicated. I think I've I've done them with uh, Five Finger Death Punch, and I've done them with... And every time I see them... And you know what? I can't remember the singer's name, but... The new singer? uh, No, 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 for Breaking Benjamin. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh... He comes out and he shakes hands with all of the security people in the front of the stage and, like, thanks them. Benjamin. You know, for— Benjamin uh, Burnley. That's right. Uh, he thanks them all for doing their job and just cool guys, just very cool and great. Yeah, no, they put on a great show. Again, I've 
Every time I see them, I have this again. This is where we say, like, man, turn off the playlist that you listen to on repeat and dig deep. They're one of those bands. Every time I see them and we do them, I go, I got to listen to these guys. I got to spend some time with these guys. And and just like you said, I want to throw this out there. That's a good point. Break the playlist circle that you may be in. Expand to new bands. Listen to something that your friends say. Hey, have you checked out so and so? If you haven't checked out Breaking Benjamin, I suggest you go out and listen, especially if you're a fan it's of catchy. rock music. Did you ever listen to Matashahu? Speaking of, when I told you to do that, I did. Did you really? Yeah, I did. What'd you think? It's good. Did you listen to the new record? I don't know which one I listened to. So that was a rare evening in between all the shows I did. I went to the depot and saw Matashahu, and he was awesome. Really? Yeah, I, I said he was hip-hop, but he's now leans more, he's kind of a reggae. Reggae, hip-hop, he started out kind of more hip-hop, he's gone back and forth, He's he kind of blends the genres together, but spectacular show, great show. See, there you go. I You were unfamiliar, and you checked it out. I did, oh, I did. There's, there's one more. Tomorrow night. <laughs> we uh, could, Wednesday night? Uh, is it is today Wednesday? Tomorrow's Wednesday. Simple Plan Sum 41. Oh, man. Tomorrow night. At, now, that one's sold out, though. That's So a, if you're not going, you're not going. If you are a 90s music fan, that is your show. I saw Simple Plan. Actually, two, or 2000s even, wasn't it? Simple Plan open from a... Uh, Motley Crue, the first time they came to... Wow. On the, the first reu- reunion, the Crew Fest. Did you go to that? No, I've actually never... S- no, I take that back. I have seen Motley Crue live. Um, I think Simple Plan opened when I, I don't. Saw I don't think I saw that tour. Interesting. No, it's... Uh, well, again, it's sold out, so... There you go. Well, We could just keep going and I, going and going say and that. going. We could, we could talk another two hours, Trent, and, and not repeat the same thing or possibly talk about Kiss. But... Okay. Uh, Kid we got to we got to put an end on this one today because we thought we're not going to have one for next week. Kid Leroy at the complex. <laughs> Listen to you go. We Kip, are very Kip lucky. Moore, Kip Moore. Really? Take advantage of what we have going on in Salt Lake in the concert scene because there are so many shows nightly. It's not just Fridays and Saturdays. It's almost nightly. And there's something good at one of the venues here in Salt Lake, whether it's the Depot, whether it's USANA, whether it's Vivint, whether state it's Maverick, room, the Urban State Lounge, Room, right. Complex, Liquid Joe's. There's something going on for everybody. And also, don't just go out and see the big bands. There's amazing local bands here in Utah. We should probably talk a show or spend time on a show and talk about just the, the local music local scene. Bands, yeah. There is amazing. And. I don't know what it is, but there's something in the water down in Provo because they've been producing major acts out of there that are now worldwide known acts. We could spend an entire show just talking about local music, and I think we should. That's another thing I have to throw in very quickly. It seemed like there was a time when, you know, I've been doing marketing for a long time with shows, and there was a time where sometimes shows would sell, you know, slowly. And I think there was a mentality in in Salt Lake of like, oh, that's not going to sell out. I don't have to get tickets to that. I can wait. Sure. I think those days are over. I think so, too. These these shows are selling. So the point, if you want to go to one of these shows, case in point, Killers, that's done. Simple Plan tomorrow, that's done. I mean, Kendrick Kendrick Lamar, I think, is just about done. Some of these USANA shows. And the thing that always, you know, like people, I think maybe they do it everywhere, but here it seemed like, well, I'll get, I'll get tickets later. I'll, I'll wait, I'll wait. 
don't, I don't wait. think those days are, you can't do that anymore. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it, and maybe it's because post 2020, people are excited, but I think it has something to do with that for sure. If you want to see these shows, you know, don't, don't sleep, don't nope. sleep on it. You got to get tickets because people are coming out and it's not any specific genre. Music fans are back and they're they're coming out. You can't you can't wait. That's a great point. So, and I, I agree one hundred percent. All right, Trent, we did a little bit longer show than normal because we missed one last week due to uh crazy schedules for both of us. <laughs> but we're back and uh we thank you for listening to this longer show today. We're gonna be back next week with more concert news, concert reviews. More crazy questions Trent's going to throw at me that are deep thinkings. I love those. T-shirts. There's no place for them. I agree. There is a place. In your closet. Fold it up to keep them pristine. Morrissey could have white T-shirts. That's about it. Every band has at least one. Even Rob Zombie had the best looking one was a white one. I know. I'm trying to not say that anyway. Anyway, all right, this is the Music and Concert Zone. I am Johnny Lightfoot. He is Trent Falcone. Be sure to get on our Facebook page, Concert and Music or Music and Concert Show. Give us a like. We post some fun photos. This week we put up some photos of the two of us looking absolutely cuddly and uh, wonderful. Fun and adorable. Yes, fun and fun and adorable. Lovable and adorable. Yeah, something, or something? like that. Yeah. We're Trent screaming into a microphone, and I'm—I yeah. don't know what I'm doing. I think I'm rocking Your out. Your eyes something. are closed, and you're—you know—you're at deep in the song. <laughs> you're all out of love. I was. Yeah. I was rocking hard on that. Yeah. My but, friend uh, immediately said, "Which one of you is lovable? <laughs> Which one of you is fun? Exactly." Yeah, there's a point there. But definitely jump on there. We have some fun things. Again, this has been the Music and Concerts Show. I am Johnny Light, but he is Trent Falcone. We'll see you next week. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind, only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com. Follow us on Apple Podcasts or anywhere else you listen.